Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games podcast. My name's Dennis Den. I'm here with Joshua Vayers. Also, uh, you, if people didn't watch last episode, uh, you are back in South Africa. Correct, which is why we're doing this over Skype. Uh, yes. The quality will be improving soon. I'm picking up a new microphone and a new camera tomorrow. Uh, so looking forward to that. Doing the podcast a little bit early because I'm going to be at an event tomorrow. Um, Currently, it's like quarter to one in the morning, so if I seem a little tired, it's because it's late, it's past midnight, but I'm here, I'm dedicated. So so this ties into to our, our main topic today. What is it like over there? Because I'll tell you right now, everything here in the U.S., like, I'm here at the office, there's nobody here. It's just me. It's just me. Dude, okay? I, I, I believe uh, it, man. I, I heard I heard toilet paper is sold out everywhere and yeah. water bottles are sold out everywhere. Like, yeah. what the hell's toilet paper gonna fix? You know, I went to Costco the other day and it was just it wasn't because I was trying to hoard anything. It was just that time to get yeah. stuff and saving. There was you know, um. And so, anyways, um, the NBA season's canceled. MLB, NHL, uh, Disneyland closed today. Uh, for the, for the rest the of the month, time ever in history, yeah. by the way. And it's for a whole month. Do you, do you know how much money they're losing? It's going to be for the rest of the month. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, South by Southwest was canceled. Um, uh, New York said that they are no longer allowing any gathering of 500 or more people. So no more Broadway shows either. Yeah, no more Broadway shows. I'm upset because there's a huge, huge um, UFC fight in April, which may be canceled because of that, because it's in Brooklyn. They may move think, it, but I think we'll it see. might. I think it, I think that might go on because um, I hate saying this because whenever I say this, people people disagree with me. But the it is a bacterial infection. It doesn't really do well in the heat. So as long as you're, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but about if you're in anything warmer than about 24 degrees Celsius, it's unlikely to spread as much. 
So I think by April, less things will start getting canceled. Yeah. I think well, as yeah, we'll time see. goes on, we're going to see less things get canceled at least. But yeah, the thing so... is, once summer's over, it's going to come back with like a vengeance, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, Bond 25 moved. Uh, uh, Fast and Furious delayed Fast by a whole year. moved. Quiet Place 2. They don't even know where it is. So anyways, all this stuff is going on. I don't know what it's like over there for you but it's like crazy and then we'll move on to our main topic which is this is related to which is e3 being canceled what is it like in south africa is there any type of because like here it's like i wouldn't say mass hysteria or anything like that but yeah people are a little skittish and on edge and no one's doing anything and so the economy for many many things restaurants all these events like is it's it's all going down Uh, Well, I'll say for the most part, uh, most people are still calm out here. I mean, I think we've only had like two, like I think three, maybe four confirmed cases at the time Mm -hmm. of this recording. Um, It's been pretty easy. Like uh, for the most part, everyone who was, uh, everybody who was, who had the virus, they were quarantined and they were all from the same flight. They were, they all came from Italy. And as we know, Italy is on complete shutdown right now. Oh, yeah. um, the only thing open in Italy is the uh, pharmacies and food stores. So nobody's making any money. The economy is at a pretty much standstill there. Everyone, there's a couple of people who are skittish around here, but there's, I'd say, way less panic here than there is in America because there's also the majority of our population are uninformed or don't have access to Internet and or even care, to be honest, because it's like for some reason, people out here don't don't think it's going to affect us as much. But we've also been in summer and the disease doesn't really thrive in warmer climates. So I don't know. I think it's going to get worse in the coming months here in South Africa. Mm. Um, but I'm also not that worried about it. I mean, the fact that I'm going well, to Well, you guys don't have as many <laughs> incoming like travelers because mm. of your, uh, we have where about you're located. 14,000 people a day crossing the border uh, near, um, I forget where, uh, where it's near, but more like northeast of here. Because uh, our borders aren't the most contained things in the world. We have a lot of immigrants just coming from North Africa. Down but what South I'm talking Africa. about is coming. You're so that, not- so I, that is a, a bit of a problem because they're not really screening for the virus that well. Uh-huh. And the thing is, like, even on my upon my arrival into Cape Town, uh-huh. they screened they screened me at the airport, obviously. But all they're doing is scanning you for a fever. They just put this thing to your head and they're scanning you for a well, fever. If you have a fever, they pull you over. If not, they don't pull you over. But, that's but the, the thing problem. is, people. This, the effects don't even show up until like two weeks yeah. later. Yeah. So they could literally be, put, be letting people in oh, right yeah. now without knowing. You know what I mean? They're only going to know if they have the fever about like two weeks down the line. So, so I'm, more, I'm more worried about the actual economic effects of this virus in the long run. I mean, I think there are going to be some people. There, there are people dying of this and those numbers mm-hmm. are going to go up. But I believe the number of people going bankrupt is going to go way more up. Like, I think people are going to be financially ruined from this. Um, and I think the working class are, are going to be screwed a lot. And the, the thing is, when it goes to the, the rural areas, you know, here in South Africa, the reason why I think a lot of Americans shouldn't be worried is because they have good immune systems. Here in South Africa, we have a large population that has tubular colosis. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. What, TB. Tuberculosis? Tuberculosis? To, yeah, uh, yeah. T, we'll just call it TB for now. TB. But the ma- the majority of people who have TB will die from this virus because they they have the worst immune system ever. So that is sad, but only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how how things go. Uh, I think. Yeah. In the long run, I think this whole uh, COVID nineteen thing is going to affect the economy more than the people, um, globally, uh, if you will. 
But other than that, I mean, South Africa has its own problems. Like I said, I, I have electricity. My electricity is cut seven and a half hours every single day this week. We're on stage four of load shedding. Our country hasn't had electricity for like eight years. So we, well, wow. we keep giving uh, electricity to the neighboring countries and then the neighboring countries never pay us back for the electricity. So it's kind of screwed. They said after tomorrow, it's going to change. I think it's either going to mm-hmm. get better or worse. I think it's going to get better uh, rather than me having my, by the way, for anybody listening, it's not seven and a half hours straight with no electricity. It's in increments. For instance, uh, for me, it was from 6 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And then again from 2 p.m. till 4.30 p.m. And then again from 10 p.m. till 12.30 a.m., which is why I had to do this podcast like 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, we, we have our own problems out here in South Africa. We have had it for the long time. I think, I think um, yeah, the fear hasn't reached the same level it has as uh, America, for sure. But people are a little panicky. I think people are going to start uh, getting a lot more panicked once the numbers go up. Like there's a lot more confirmed cases in the U.S. than there is here in South Africa. I think then people will start worrying more. But like I said earlier, the fact that I'm going to the music festival tomorrow kind of shows the, the lack of fear, <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah, not like not that worried. But we'll see what happens in the future for now. I think, yeah, I, I, think mean, it's, I think it's worse in L.A. for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the issue, too, that I was uh, alluding to before was you guys don't have I know you were talking about the immigrants coming from other countries and the borders not being secure, but you're not having people coming from areas that have as many refugees as you guys, you know, well, not refugees, but just visitors like constant travel. Like, remember, they just closed, quote unquote, did a travel ban on European countries minus the UK, which makes no sense whatsoever because the UK has a lot more cases than a lot of the other countries. Um, But that's like now. It's March, you know, this should happen like in January and, and also not just uh, those countries minus the UK should have been all these because they already did a ban on, I think, uh, on China travel and and whatnot. It's like they need to just ban uh, the travel for a while. And I think it's already here. And it's already too late. I think that's the issue is like it's getting spread. I think a lot of people have it who don't know because there's not enough tests. And, and like true. That's true, yeah. And the, 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 the majority of the symptoms are like the common cold, so it's difficult to discern between the two. Yeah, so uh, back to the the main topic and why this is related is E3 has been canceled. And there is no... Because I think with South by Southwest, they're like, oh, this is going to... We're going to go postpone it to the fall, maybe, you know? Uh, they're not giving any refunds to people. They're like, your ticket's still good. Till later. South by Southwest come back next year. Well, not next year. They're trying to do it later this year, uh, assuming that everything is okay by then. Um, This is going to be a hot take, but um, I I I don't care, man. Like E three has been such a letdown the past two years. It's one of those things. When I read the news, I was like, "Good, thank riddance." Oh my god, like it's I don't know. I like maybe take a year and then hopefully they can be better next year. You know. Well, it's interesting is E3 kind of had some issues before with like Jeff Keighley leaving and like a bunch of other, uh, there was like a lot of reports about the internal uh, kind of conflicts that was going on. So E3 itself was having a lot of problems. Then this just was like the last straw, like, okay, let's just cancel it. So they're not postponing, they're strip canceling it. Um, But 
you have um, Microsoft and Ubisoft hosting their own digital online digital events, which I think is basically going to be the equivalent of what Sony was going to do anyways, right? Before before the coronavirus. I mean, most people are watching it. E3, you know, to, is is more for the people to get the hands-on experience. Also, press too to get hands-on. Now you have it where it's like, okay, it's all visual. You're gonna watch. You're gonna see the same stuff as before, pretty much, right? Trailers, announcements, blah blah blah, right? Most people who watch, let's say the the Xbox press conference or the Sony press or Nintendo, they watch it online. They're not physically there because physically there, there's only X amount of whatever. But you don't have, I don't know, maybe you won't have the same hype around it. And you won't have any kind of report think, back of, oh, how, how, how this actually plays. I think there'll still be quite a bit of hype around it for the most part because, uh, well, mainly from the consumer point of view. Maybe like from the reviewer point of view, it's going to be different, obviously. You're not going to be able to get your hands on testing. You're not going to be able to uh, review the games properly and tell people what your personal experience was. But for the most part, I was always... I mean, also obviously growing up in South Africa, I've always just watched E3 online. That was just the way that I'd always watched E3. So, for the, I mean, for the majority of the people who experience E3, the majority of them do experience it online yes. through streaming, through videos. So I think it's a good call to go this way, you know. You can still set up like an event. I mean, you're not going to have an audience, but you can still almost set it up like a newsroom type of situation, yeah. you know what I mean, and film it that way. Um, I think I think it'll do well. I think... I mean, obviously, like, you're not going to be selling tickets. You know, people aren't going to be spending no. money at your event, which is the downside. But on the plus side, I think that they can still do a pretty good job, you know. Yeah. So what's interesting is if they do too good of a job, then probably gonna people... probably that way. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you do, if you get minimal, you know, blowback from from doing it this way, then the companies will be like, yeah. Oh, well, what's the point of going to E3? We'll just do it online anyways, you I know? spend so, all that money for the marketing that we just got for like a fraction of the price. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a concern for the E3, uh, you know, the E3 uh, company and, and all the people behind that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. And, you know, with Xbox announcing, you know, not announcing, but they already announced it, but like, having their um new console that was like that was supposed to be their big you know reveal I mean, uh, we would have we would have found out a lot more at e3 for sure so all uh, right yeah, I, uh, go i think no I, th I think it'll be good the nice thing about this is is that it also it's going to encourage a lot more of the smaller companies to do the same you know mm -hmm. like to do their own little like hour hour long show or two hour long show on youtube which will be cool. So I'd like to hear more from the indie, the indie studios as well when they do this. Yeah. Which hopefully a lot of indie, uh, hopefully a lot of the indie studios follow suit and do the same thing. I think that would be cool. And then also related, the BAFTA Game Awards mm. going to be an online On, event online only. only. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think we're going to see a lot of these. A, we're going to see a lot of these events going yeah. more towards live streaming. You know, which yeah. Twitch and um, Mixer are probably going to be doing real good this year. I think. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's staying indoors, streaming. Nah. I, I will say yeah. this. Uh, the one thing, though, with video games, especially now with, with the whole, like, uh, digital download stuff, they can just go ahead. Actually, they'd probably, like, benefit from people staying at home more, right? 
So yeah. th- they're launching. It's not like movies, right? Movies, like, you got to go to the theater. Unless it's on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. you got to go somewhere in the public that you already was kind of a pain ass to do anyways. And now, you know, the, the threat or the, the risk of, of catching coronavirus is there. So you definitely aren't going to do it. So you'll stay away. There is no such thing with video game launches because video games is for you to download to play at home. I mean, and, long but, long are the days where we used to queue outside a GameStop oh, waiting. I used like to, I used to do that. Weeks, you know? I used to. I did that for No Man's Sky. Could you imagine my disappointment, Dennis? I was in. I I was in a like a line with a, a bunch of people in Hollywood at a, at GameStop waiting for this game to come out. We're all talking about the excitement of going through a black hole and discovering new planets. Can you imagine the disappointment I had? Oh my God! Yeah, we're not even going to talk about it because I mean, No Man's Sky is now actually one of my favorite games because they've turned it into something fixed that is, is. They fixed it. They turned it into something that, well, they pretty much kind of promised. You know, mm. it just took a, a while, and all the updates were free, so I can't complain that much. You know, yeah. I got my money's worth in the long run. So yeah, so while this affects the video game industry with Ether being canceled and whatnot, for the benefit from them is that. It does not affect any games. Uh, it might affect game development of games that are currently being developed, but you know, I think a lot of uh, a lot of companies are telecommuting, uh, tele, uh, remotely working from home. So I don't know, you know, though I don't know if developers have as powerful stations as they do at work. Maybe they have to just pack up their whole desktop and whatever and head home and. And do it, but anyways, but it's, it's, it's less. It's, it's plausible, yeah. you know. It's less effective. Oh, and I forgot uh, up top mentioning the whole Tom Hanks thing. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. You know what I mean? And they got it on set while in Australia. So like, so a lot of things are shutting down, like uh, production-wise in the film. A lot of the video game stuff is less affected, right? Because you can work from home. You can. Uh, you you don't have to interact with other people physically in, in film production. You have to. This is like a you know a necessity of film production. You don't have to in video game production. You know, I yeah, mean, obviously I there are, are there exceptions. I think it's going to go up. You're right. It's it's you're absolutely right. The, the video game economy it's it's only going to go up at this point in time. I see indie game developers benefiting from this greatly because they don't have to work in those giant big office situations. You know what I mean? Like four or five. You know what? Even mobile ga- games at this point in time, I'm gonna we're gonna see a boom in the sale of mobile games, and I don't even like mobile games. You know, <laughs> unless it's like a unless it's Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy IX, which is perfectly recreated for me on on mobile. But, but yeah, no, it's the digital the digital the digital era will thrive this year for sure. Like we're gonna see. I think and we're gonna Netflix see a change will thrive. in markets. Netflix, Amazon Hulu. Prime, Hulu, all Disney that stuff. Plus. Everyone's just staying home. Yeah. Um, I mean, all right, we gamers, uh, we gamers have always done that. We're we're ready for this, man. We've been doing this for years. So, so being a social outcast or whatever, a social finally uh, paid off. Social <laughs> isolation uh, pays off. All right. Uh, next up, we got uh, there's going to be a new Witcher game. Yes. Uh, CD Projekt Red has announced that they're going to be developing a new game set in the world of Witcher, but not The Witcher Four. What do mm. you think this means? I well, I mean, I, I speculated. I speculate a few things. Uh, it's not going to be Gwent, which I know okay. <laughs> we know it's not going to be Gwent because they already did Gwent. I I love Gwent. 
I'd be up, I'd be upset though if it was another Gwent game. But they said it's going to be an RPG. It's going to be a, a single-player RPG game, just like the Witcher series. Um, they have stated before that Geralt's journey has ended. That that whole story is done. Now, I think they have a lot more freedom with this new game because by the looks of things, they're not going to be drawing from the books. You know what I mean? If they're not following Geralt of Rivia, then if they're doing their own story within the game world they created, they have a lot more freedom in terms of story as to what they can do. I would like to see a standalone series game. That would be really cool. I'd really like to see a standalone series game, but I don't think it's going to be that. I think they're going to give us something completely new, you know? Maybe the birth of the Witchers or something. Like, it'll either be like... It'd probably be as a prequel who, or something. As, I don't know. Yeah, as someone who never played Witcher 1 or 2 and has only part, played part of 3, you know, playing 3, I'm, like, confused because I'm not, I don't know the characters, I don't know the storylines, and so it takes a little while to kind of get into it where if they do a prequel or a side, you know, uh, story, it's pretty much starting from scratch. I mean, obviously, they will still have things that tie into the Witcher universe and whatnot and references and, and all whatnot. All signs and magic and stuff but, yeah, and yeah. all the creatures. But for the most part, you're right, you'll be starting fresh. So that's going to be good for people going into it, you know? Yeah, but we won't see it for like five, six years. They say, yeah, like seven seven years they're thinking. Yeah. So, I mean look, uh, I think they I think they said they've got once Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven gets released, they're gonna have uh two teams working on well they're they're gonna have one team working on DLC and they're gonna have another team working on multiplayer for uh, for Cyberpunk. Then they said they're gonna have a very small team start production on this uh standalone Witcher game. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh, that's I'm, I'm some... looking forward to it though. Like, I'm also very happy to know that uh, CD Projekt Red, they're only sticking to two IPs. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to go. They, I, I kind of respect the decision to not have another IP. You know, and to just stick with the two IPs that you currently have. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of. I mean, Rockstar has more than two IPs, but they do work mainly focus on one game for a long period of time, and exactly. then move on to the next one. Um, so it's kind of following that model. So, yeah. Other than that, no, there's not much um, news around it, so we can only speculate at this point in time what it'll be. I, I we just know it'll probably have nothing to do with Geralt. Maybe we'll see an appearance of yeah. him, but mention, like I said, his, appearance, yeah, a mention or something. I mean, his his story's done, so uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait the seven years, you know, which is really not that long if you think about it. I mean, I waited roughly seven years for Final Fantasy VII, and here we are. <laughs> you know, it's finally Almost coming out. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Um, all right. The Doom Eternal launch trailer came out. Did you watch it? <laughs> Dude, I, I watched it in six, uh, 60 FPS HD, and it was fucking beautiful, man. I, I can't wait. There was another trailer. I don't know if you saw it, but it was the Customize Your Own Doom Slayer. Because obviously for multiplayer, you're going to be able to yeah, customize yeah. your guy. And I think there's a, a Twitch a Twitch Prime uh, like set you can have, which is mm-hmm. a unicorn. Like it's this kind of like your costume is this weird. It, you look like it's, like it's the Doom Slayer uh, uh, costume, but with a unicorn thing. Uh-huh. And you've got these like pink wings. It's, it's a little out there. But I mean, when it comes to customization, I love things that are out there. I like the fact that you can customize your guy. It's going to bring a whole new thing. That's probably going to bring in some micro uh, microtransactions at a later point. Mm. But if it's purely cosmetic, I'm I'm okay with that, and I'm probably going to end up spending some money on the mm. game. Um, yeah. So yeah. 
Speaking of spending money on the game, if you pre-order it now, they got a $10 discount. There you go. So, I'm not gonna, I, t- I tell you what, I made the mistake last time of getting the previous Doom game on console. And I wouldn't say it was a big mistake because I enjoyed the game on there. But I, uh-huh. man, that game, it's just so much better with a mouse and keyboard. Like, it's such a fast-paced, movement-heavy game that, mm-hmm. like, I played, I, played, uh, I played the previous Doom on my friend's computer and I was immediately upset that I didn't get it on PC. Because of just it's just so much easier to move around. Like, and also, I'm sure it's difficult uh, for a lot of developers to be able to allow keyboard and mouse support on their game. I know Fortnite has keyboard and mouse support on their game, but it's like for games that aren't multiplayer, I don't see why not. If you're doing like a single player, if for the, especially for the single player mode, like mm-hmm. allow mouse and keyboard support. You know, like it's it just it, it enhances the the experience in my opinion. But do you? Mm-hmm. The game looks good, man. It looks oh, it looks so good. It looks fresh as well. The graphics are so sexy. It's like it's one of those games where uh, I I can't wait to get it on the next gen console as well, you know, um, and play it with those graphics and see see it up. Mm-hmm. I'm oddly enough, speaking of The Witcher, I'm looking forward to playing The Witcher uh, on a PS4 Pro soon. So because mm-hmm. it has HDR support, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited for next gen console in for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Doom Eternal's coming out uh, on March 20th, which is a week from now. A lot of good reviews, a lot of positive buzz behind it. Like, it's not my type of FPS, but I got to demo it at E3 last year, and it just looks great. I played it on a PC. It looks fantastic. It's it's an adrenaline rush, right? Mm. But I, even though it's not my type of FPS... I was like having a ton of fun playing it, right? Just mowing down. I suck though. Like I was just getting killed left and right. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where who knows like how much the delay helped with it. Remember, it was supposed to come out in what November, I think, of last year. Yeah, it was supposed to come out uh, just before Christmas of last year. Yeah. And then uh, who knows how much of this delay in the polishing? I mean. If you know this game comes out, does very well, critics love it, fans love it. It's like it's just a lesson, you know. Delay your I'm, game I'm, I'm if looking, you need to. True, I'm looking at the the deluxe edition right now, and it's I, I quite the the deluxe edition looks cool. I think it's a little overpriced for what you're getting. Uh, most um, most collectors editions are overpriced, but. Well, this is the deluxe edition, not even the collector's oh, edition. Oh, okay. They released. I don't know. If they, yeah, the collector's edition. I don't even know if they're doing that. They're doing it. There's a Doom Slayers collection, but that involves like a controller skin and stuff. But just the del- the deluxe edition alone. Usually, the deluxe edition would include a season pass, which it does. This this includes the game year one pass, so at least the first year of DLC, which is let's say a DLC one and two. And then, but other than that, you're getting uh, a, you're getting a Demon Slayer skin, which looks cool, and the classic weapon sound pack. So you're so like. Like I mean, it depends on how much their how much their season pass is going to cost, but that's like a whole extra thirty dollars just for the first year of the season pass, you know. And then two skins, if you will, well, a skin and a soundtrack mm-hmm. or a sound pack. So I don't know. I think I think I'd like I think eighty dollars would have been a better uh, would have been a better choice for that. But mm-hmm. ninety bucks, I don't know. That's just me being a little bit nit, uh, nitpicky, though, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we have uh, Last of Us Part Two delay. 
They're basically mm. saying that the lay doesn't mean that they're all like sitting back and relaxing. Basically, it's the same crunch as before. It's just over a longer period of time. Uh, so it's it's not like they're like, all right, everyone's just working their regular eight hours a day. Everyone's still working their ass off. It's just that yeah. they need what to... I like, yeah. What I like about this is the fact that they say that it's expected working at the company. Like the, yeah. the people working there are saying, look, working for Naughty Dog, we know that they expect perfection. So we know crunch time is a thing. And they said, a lot of people are saying like, it's expected working there. Like they know it's going to happen. And they know yeah. what they're signing. They know what they're signing up for when they go and work for Naughty Dog. Um, they say. Uh, I think they, a couple of the people were saying that in the hiring process, they they, they look out for those people who are willing to, because they don't have any. I think set hours. Like if you want to put in some extra hours at work, they're going to be like, go for it, man. If you want to yeah. put in that extra ten percent, go for it. And they try to hire people like that. So it's nice to know that. It's nice to know that the people there is crunch time, and sure, that's going to be stressful for a lot of people. But it's nice to know that a lot of people working there are i wouldn't say comfortable with the crunch time but they expect it and they're like and they're okay with it and a lot of people a lot of people well, a lot of the people were saying that if they did release the game on its original launch date they they, were, they would not have been happy with it themselves yeah. not just like the heads of the studio but the actual like uh, the developers they were like no it was just would have been horrible to release at that time so it really is like about that extra bit of polish you know yeah. and when you when your previous game was one of the most defining games of a generation, you kind of want to make sure the sequel's as good, you know. Also, I think like people would much prefer a longer crunch than a compact. Like for example, let's say they're working twelve hours a day uh, for six months. I think they would prefer that than fourteen hours a day for three months. You know what I mean? Like where it's exactly, like yeah where you're getting at least a little bit more rest in, in between, not a lot, but you know what I mean? Versus having it so compact. It could have crunched the crunch time more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like right now they're working at an acceptable rate there. I mean, from the sounds of things, they're not making people overwork. They're allowing them to, they're allowing the people that they're to choose if they want to overwork, you know, mm -hmm. which is quite cool. Cause uh, like, I just think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty rad, you know, like, I mean, yes, there's crunch time, but they're giving you the option. They're like, look, we're not going to make you do overtime, but if you want to do overtime, go for it. Um, that's kind of cool. So it's nice to know the people working on the game are just as passionate as the people playing the game. Um, also related to last of us is, uh, we now, we talked about the announcement of the, the HBO TV series. Uh, and this, Craig this answers Mazin. one of the questions we had. Yeah, Craig Mazin, he he has a podcast. It's actually a podcast I listen to, which is Script Notes, which is a, a screenwriting podcast that he does with John August. And he revealed that uh, actually they're waiting. They can't even start uh, until uh, Neil Druckmann is free from <laughs> Last of Us Part Two. And Makes he sense. also talks about how he was the one that was really pushing for the TV series instead of a movie like he was like telling them like it's it, it fits the length of the story needs to be over this longer period of time and and so and he talked to uh uh neil as well uh he's it says he was introduced to to neil through a mutual friend uh and he just said yeah it should be a tv Which show is crazy she's 
Shannon Woodward from from yeah. from Westworld. Like, that's that's it. That, what a what a what a small world, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so on a side note, <laughs> uh, you know my my whole history with The Last of Us, right? Yeah. I, I know. Okay, it's, so it's, it's, I know it's I know your history. Yeah. 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 All right. So which it, just a short recap for people who didn't uh, who don't know. I, I bought PS3 specifically for Last of Us. This is at the end of the PS3 cycle. It was very, it was a very good deal. Played it, had a bug where I couldn't manually save, and I, I was getting to this point where I kept having to redo something over and over and again, so I just stopped. So I bought a PS4 recently. I've been playing Death Stranding, God of War, but I, I to be honest, I haven't put that many hours on my PS4. It's just, you know... Anyways, I, I, I played... Last of Us, the remastered one that I bought specifically for PS4. Guess what? Same problem? Not the same problem. Different issue. The controller now is spinning the camera. I, I think it might be an ha- issue. I never had that issue before. I think with... it's an issue with the, the, the controller. But and, remember... I mean, it has to be, yeah. But remember, I bought this the PlayStation 4 in November, I, I have to be honest with you, I put, I've put maybe 10 to 15 hours total on the system. And the controller is now spinning the camera. Have you had this problem with any other games? Uh, I'm, that's what I'm going to test after we're done with this, this podcast. I that's think just, it's a physical... That's disappointment. That's disappointment yeah. right there, man. I'm about, I'm about to swear off Last of Us and, and, and Sony like for the for you. rest of my it's life. Like, I know. It's like the only way you'll ever experience the story is through the TV show at this point. You know, It, it was annoying because I was like playing the game. Because I'm playing basically what I've already played before on the PS3. And, trying to catch up. And I'm yeah. Going, yeah, I'm going, trying to catch up to where I'm at. And then I noticed as... Uh, I forgot the, the daughter's name. Uh the, the, not Ellie, but the, the girl in the beginning where you control her. Um, oh my gosh, what's your name? The I'm one that dies. Sarah. Yeah, not a spoiler because it happens in the first like 10 minutes of the game. Um, yeah, literally. Anyways, <laughs> um, as you know how there's like those kind of semi cutscenes. They're not real cutscenes, but they're like in-game kind of like... Yeah, you can still kind of try and send, Yeah. <laughs> it starts spinning. <laughs> It starts spinning, and then now also on the other analog controller, I'm trying to move forward, and it's like juddering and stuttering or whatever. And I, I don't know. I'm pissed. I I hope I really hope that that is a hardware issue because if that's a game issue, you should. I'm pretty like, sure I, it's not a game. Issue. I I have the remastered, and I've never experienced that before with yeah. the remastered. It's got to be a hard. But that, but isn't that so disappointing? I just got it, and I've put like a couple, 15 ago, hours yeah. on it, and this brand new thing is like I don't know. And it's not like you're throwing the controller around rage coding, you know what I mean? As nope, far as I know, the, isn't the only thing you use it for was Death Stranding? Yep. And then God the of War. Yeah. God of War. But it's, like I said, minimal hours. Minimal yeah, hours. Still, you're not really like thrashing the analog stick yeah. on God of War, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, after this, I'm going to. Buttons are taking a beating more than anything else. Yeah, so after this, I'm going to test it out on another game and then go back into uh, Last of Us and see what the hell is going on. But anyways, I, I just wanted I, to tell you I, that. I how in this article, Dennis, they make such like a big point about how they're keeping... They're, they're keeping... Um, the, the, the term that uh, Barbara used was, I hope you keep the gay gay. And it's like, of course they are. Like, they wouldn't make her straight. That would piss off so many people. 
Like, why are people even questioning this? Of course they're going to keep her gay. Why? Like, why? That would be the worst decision ever to make her straight. Like, to, to take a gay character and make, and make them straight, that's like... That's asking for flack. That is literally asking like people. That would like, happen hey, can... though. That would happen like twenty years ago. Twenty years. True. Ago. I'm hundred percent. But in this in this current political uh, social political climate, uh, never. It would just it would people would fucking ban the show before it even came out. You know what I mean? Um, like I'm I'm happy they're doing it, but I just I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, come on guys, it's 2020. They wouldn't they wouldn't do that, especially not HBO. I don't think you know. Um. All right. Next thing. I don't know if you saw this. Half-Life Alex, IGN got to play the first four hours. Obviously, they didn't show the first four hours, but they had a kind of mini-review of the first four hours and all positive stuff, basically answering a lot of questions, basically saying, look, there's a reason why this is in VR. It's not just... It's not like... They didn't take Half-Life, the franchise and property, FPS, and just port it into VR. That it, it is made with vr in mind and, and i think we talked about it before yeah the the gloves they basically called them gravity gloves <laughs> instead of having the gravity gun like gravity gloves being able to, to get the uh pick up items without having to bend over and stuff and they said the pacing was actually pretty good they were worried that that um because vr you can either use locomotion or you can do teleportation they have both and they, they have a hybrid as well. You can do either just locomotion, just teleportation, or both. Um, they said it actually works into they work it into the pacing of the game. So it's look, you're not going to have like with a regular FPS, you have full control, right? And you can just you get swarms and swarms of enemies can come and you can attack it. In this one, it's much more drawn out, but in a still in a very tension filled pace. Well, that's good. I mean, at the end of, I really think that for them to be, first of all, for them to be doing another Half-Life game, they would never give us something bad. I think, like, it's, it's, it's they must. I mean, they were probably working on this for for years before they even announced it. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. like, I expect quality. You know, the fact that we've there, it's my ice machine going. The fact that, uh, the fact that it's been so long since Half-Life Three, and since like. I mean, also, if you, if you look at the Portal series, like Valve gen- generally gives you quality. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like not exactly all the time that we get a game from them. But when it is, it's 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 phenomenal. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think that this is going to be groundbreaking for VR in general. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely still more towards like your high-end VR customers. But it's, I'm, man, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm going to have to make my, I'm going to have to get the, the cable for the the quest that's sold out and i'm gonna have yeah. to play this game man like i'm i was just gonna wait until i get back to la at the end of the year and uh, play it at the uh, office but i can't wait that long <laughs> like, yeah i mean especially I, if the reviews come out like raving about it and i mean it's good and also people are gonna spoil the game for me like easily man um yeah. but th- this is this is a good article they do answer a lot of the questions um for anybody who has a lot of questions about this game i do recommend checking out the ign article on this uh it's really good, and and they talk about it in a in a fluid way, which which makes sense to me. Very 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 chiseled is the word that they said. Yeah. Um, also, n- very next gen, because you know, like most VR games, don't you know have because the minimum requirements, and I'm sure they played on like the best quality uh, system, like a Half Life Valve Index, or sorry, half not Half Valve Index. 
on like a very souped of yeah, yeah. They probably playing the best possible one, but they said it felt very next gen versus you know some of the other VR games you play. Like okay, you know going in because it's VR, you're, you it's going to take a graphics hit, you know. Yeah, for sure. They're e- it's either going to be beautiful graphics with limited gameplay, or it's going to be uh, amazing gameplay with like cartoony graphics. It's usually yeah. one of the two, you know. Yeah, so uh, that's very good sign. We're not that far away from it again. Uh, I mean, you, you're going to be doing a review on it soon, man. I, it's going to you're going to be able to play it quite soon. I'm look, I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, NFL 2K coming back, kind of. <laughs> so NFL 2K yeah. is a is a franchise uh, that is you know has been dead and dormant for a while because uh, EA had bought the NFL license uh exclusively for madden and nfl 2k or basically the 2k series was competing against them and uh they i remember they tried one year after they licensed and made game a game but it was like without the licenses no one was buying it you know they had to have like different you know like the san francisco golden gate bridgers or something you know what i mean like but, they just yeah, with, have with, the real... without the famous people with it, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Didn't so, have the selling but, value. Didn't get the players, yeah. you know, the guys. But now it seems like uh, they're going to have a, a football. I mean, they still have NBA 2K, which is the standard for basketball games. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's way better than EA's version of yeah. NBA by far. So they are going to come out. I mean, some people consider ESPN NFL 2K5. Uh, I think that was back in the Xbox, the first Xbox days, as like the pinnacle of, of video game football. Um, but they're coming back with something that is not competing against Madden, though. They're saying that it's not going to be like a football simulator like like uh madden but it's going to be it says do you think it's going to be street football it says span multiple video games centered on fun approachable and social experiences social experiences i think it's going to be some sort of whether it's vr or or some sort of kind of you think that you really think they're going to go vr i i think that's a bit of a stretch i think uh yeah, I don't think they'll go VR. I mean, like, I'm, like, mentally picturing me. Huh. It just doesn't feel right. Um, for anybody who didn't watch me just now, I, I kind of I, I threw a football in my mind. And, like, I guess, I mean, with, like, the Valve Index, it's, it's a bit more possible. You're going to be a bit more hands-on. I think the smart choice here would be to... Because they kind of did it with, uh, with, NBA, with NBA 2K20, which is the, uh, they kind of brought back this, like, street mode, you know, like the street football, the street... Uh, Mm-hmm. Street basketball, which I used to, I loved the street series from the EA, the EA like mm-hmm. NBA Street. NFL yeah, I remember street. that. It was all those fun. games are amazing. Yeah, they were, but they're not gonna. It doesn't look like they're bringing them back anytime soon. So I think that this is a great opportunity for uh, for uh, for the two K series to do a lot of street games. You know what I mean? Like if they focus more on like street football, uh, like that's a great selling point because you don't have to do you don't have to do Madden, you don't have to do professional football. But if you're doing street football and people can customize their own characters, you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think that's going to be fun. You know, throw in a couple of celebrities, you know, that's, that's, that'd, be, that'd be a good time. Yeah. 
Um, all right. This next one you sent me. Why don't you tell me more about it? It's uh, Minecraft. Yeah, this is actually, I just like this. This is such a beautiful way for people to have done this. So what, okay, so there's a group of people, um, Reporters Without Borders and Blockworks. Uh, they, they created uh, an uncensored library in a Minecraft map. So you can download this Minecraft map, walk mm -hmm. around, go into the library, and there are the books, like actual, like, like the same way books work in Minecraft. You pick them up, and all the, like, the book, not just like, um, not just articles that get banned, but like actual physical books that get banned in different countries and things like that. Anything that would be censored, you can now find on this Minecraft map for free, which is, it's, 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 yeah. Many countries censor blogs, newspapers, and websites that run to counter their ruling regime's views. So it's like a lot of the blogs that get censored, the newspapers and websites, they can now put their stuff on this Minecraft library, which is, it's phenomenal. That's amazing. Hmm. Um, that's, I don't like, I mean, I, I doubt anyone's going to shut it down. It looks beautiful. I don't know if you've seen like the picture, the pictures of the people having built this map. It looks gorgeous. Like it's, it's huge. This, this library is huge as well. Uh, launched today, the library currently contains 200 books with more mm -hmm. to be added as time goes on, uh, including articles uh, by censored, jailed, or even murdered journalists. So it's like, mm -hmm. That's crazy to think like people who were murdered for the things they wrote. Now the things they wrote are on this Minecraft map mm -hmm. and you can read it. You know, uh, space has also been left on the map to add more sections to the library. That's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, I never would have expected this. Mm -hmm. Like in a hundred technology, million years, man, you know? like technology that's crazy. It's the best way to fight censorship like ever, you know, I mean, talk about the great, talk about the great firewall of China. This is probably one of the ways to get past it. You want to, you want to, if you want ch uh, Chinese journalists to talk about what's going on in China, they need to put it here, man. Just go ahead and upload it on a Minecraft. <laughs> that's, that's such a good idea. Man. That's, that's crazy. I just thought that was cool. I wanted to add that in there. Um, right. Hopefully people don't abuse it and, you know, put like the anarchist cookbook on there or something, you know. Uh, hopefully uh, put... The anarchist cookbook. Yeah. I mean, remember, remember when those used to float around your, your local yep. school and everyone's like, shh, don't tell yep. anyone. Yep. This is how you make napalm. Yeah. Oh, and this is how you make exploding putty. Oh, and this is how you hack pretty much your local news station. Oh man, those those are bad. Like, I know. I mean, I never I never worried because I was in South, in South Africa. But they always said that if you were caught, like, there were rumors going around when I was a kid that if you were caught in America with the anarchist cookbook, you would like be tried for treason or something. Yeah, I, I think that that's a real. little. Yeah, I think that's a little exaggerated. But as a, as a probably, kid, I believe I'd probably be in trouble. Oh, for probably sure. in trouble. Yeah, me and my me and my friends had had, had a copy of it. It was a uh, very interesting. I never tried anything out from it, but I did like it. Was nice. We tried. Like... We tried the the the, the more. I, I think say I tried innocent. to make. I think I made. It, I think I tried to make napalm once, and like halfway through the process, I was like, "This is too dangerous for me." And I was like twelve. <laughs> I was like, "I should probably shouldn't be trying to make napalm," you know. And like, I lived on a farm too. I was like, this is not a good idea. Like, cattle could burn, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was more interested in like the hacking approach. It was also one of those things where I saw how to hack things. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I can't do this. I'm not going to even try to learn. <laughs> and I was like, cool, but I'm not going to try to do this. <laughs> Get to the fun stuff. How do I explode stuff? That was cool. But um, hey, kids, if, if anybody's listening to this, do not try to download the Anarchist Cookbook. You will get into a lot of trouble. Do not try to make some of the things on there either. Okay, that's my little PSA right there. 
Um, but yeah, um, so hopefully people use this Minecraft map for good rather than bad. Yeah. Um, another thing, uh, more Kamba 11 spawn DLC is mm, coming out looks uh, good, next week, early next week. We, we uh, Tom from the Collider.com website actually got to play it. We He captured footage. We posted it on the channel. So if anyone wants to look at the footage there, show some uh, fatalities, brutalities, uh, intros and whatnot. Man, just, when I was a kid, you know, collecting comic books and reading Spawn, I just never thought it'd be the day, see the day where it's like, it's such a and big enough character where it could be, game, yeah, you know, that would be like included. Like, like, yeah. So, um, uh, I, I, I like the, the, yeah, dude, uh, the Spawn, the animated Spawn series, and uh, it was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorites of all time. I never really read the comics, but uh, the series was amazing. And even, even the movies, you know, um, Aren't they? Didn't they? Weren't they announced? Weren't they working on a new movie? Or like they uh, yeah. to do? Uh, Mc, yeah, McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, who created Spawn, is working yeah. on it. He's actually going to direct it, but it's under the Bloomhouse. So it's going to be. He said it's going to be much more of a horror thing than a superhero thing, and that makes sense because if it's going to have a low budget, you know, it's got to be more scary than yeah. you know what I mean. Instead of him like oh, yeah, out horror, there, horror works well with low budget, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Keith David, who animated uh, Spawn in the uh, the animated series, he did the voice acting for it. Is going he he does the voice for the Mortal Kombat 11 version. Oh hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, last thing on my list, uh, just because I'm a fan of this franchise, Panzer Dragoon VR was announced. Are you familiar with the Panzer Panzer Dragoon series? I I am. I've never played it, but I have played a lot of um, Panzer Dragoon like games, if you will. Okay. I've played a so, lot of like ripoffs, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's a rail shooter in the vein of if old school people remember Space Harrier, but just you know, it had a beautiful design to it. It was very cool. The first two games were like rail shooters. It was a lot of fun. You would fight all these like enemies and big bosses. Wait, and then on. the Is third there a Panzer one. Panzer Dragoon on Xbox? Yes. On the Xbox uh, one? Panzer, not Xbox One, but the original Xbox. There was uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta. Oh, I think um, I may have played like a remake of that or something. But, well, uh... they are currently trying to remaster the first two. Uh, which is kind of cool. But the third one ended up being an RPG. That used that, yeah. It was like a used that world and used that design aesthetic and the story and the characters, but they turned it into an RPG. And uh, it's it's, it's actually it's actually beloved. It was on the Sega Saturn. I played a game similar to, like I said, it's like I wouldn't call it a ripoff, but someone. On the Xbox One, released a, a a rail shooter, but you're the, you you are the dragon, and you have different dragons. You can level them up, uh, but I love rail shooters, man. And you don't they don't come out very often, you know. And it's one of those it's one of those genres that makes sense in VR to me. Like in my mind, I'm like, what we should have more rail shooters in VR. It it, it makes a lot of sense, you know. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know. Uh, I I'll definitely want to pick it up. I mean, mind you, have they said what they're gonna release it on or anything? Not yet. It's very early, but yeah. I, I expect it to be on most platforms. Because yeah, I'm definitely getting a quest in a couple months' time, so hopefully yeah. I can play it on the quest. Because I yeah, love I mean, it, I'm, this is just announced, so I don't expect to see this until probably next year. That's think, my yeah, guess. 
the last time I played a rail shooter, and it wasn't even a rail shooter, I, it was an action game called uh, Ashura's Wrath. I don't know if you ever played it. It was like a beat-em-up yeah. action game, but there were certain parts where you would be in space, and then it became a rail shooter out of nowhere. And oddly enough, everyone was okay with that. They were like, yeah, cool, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, and it was fun. It was a very it was one of those incredibly over-the-top games where you feel like a badass just beating everything up. You're just defeating these other gods, and you yourself are, are a demigod. Uh, if you haven't played it, I think, well, well you, you don't, do you have an Xbox? Uh, the original one? Or, well, just, uh, I think the Xbox, if you have the Xbox One, I think it's yeah. on Game Pass. I could be wrong. It could be on Game Pass. But if, if it is, uh, definitely play it. I highly recommend it. Well, I just, as we sign off here, uh, Ohio estimates 100,000 people in the state have coronavirus. Dude. I mean, 100,000 people in Ohio. You know, Ohio is not. I mean, it's, it's not fairly like, real, it's, it's, but it's, like, it's, If it's 100,000 people in Ohio, I can't imagine what the number is in L.A., San Francisco, and New York. They just don't have the numbers yet. I'm telling you, because there's no way. They... Ohio is not like this super, you know, uh, hub of international, tri- you know what I mean? I mean, according to the, I'm doing the math in my head. If there's a two, there's a two percent death rate to this thing, right? Two percent of a hundred thousand people is what? Ten thousand people? No, hold on. I'm doing math really bad there. Um, it's, it's supposed to be, anyways. It's supposed to be three point five percent. So you're talking point five percent? Shit. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Last time I checked, it was at like so two percent. You, so you're so you're talking about three thousand five hundred people. Which is that's a lot a of lot. fucking people. That's a lot of people dead. Yeah. I mean, pri- primarily those are going to be people that are age sixty and above, but that's that's still like that's sad. It's and it's really going to affect the working class. Like I said, anybody with low immune systems is they're fucked. So keep your immune keep your immune system up, guys. You know. Yeah. Uh, don't drink as much or smoke as much as I do. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah. That's scary, man. That's actually yeah. scary. I kind of don't want to end this podcast on that note. We should try to end it on a happy note. Um, happy note is I'm going to try and get my Last of Us remastered to work properly. Well, yeah. the, the, the happy note is that we have plenty of releases coming out this year, so plenty of reasons to stay indoors and to not come near other people. That's the happy news, guys. Uh, we gamers will be fine. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com.
That's reliabilityinvestment.com.